Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In this episode, I have the amazing Brittany Carmichael here with me, and I'm so freaking excited. I know I say that every time, but I really am because Brittany is seriously a, a long lost soul sister, apparently, fellow unicorn soul sister, passionista, um, just like pretty much everyone I have on the show. And Brittany is the founder of The Shine School, which is an online course to help women awaken to their authentic self and reclaim their power and shine from the inside out. Actually, sorry, shine from the inside out is her Oracle deck, which by the way, you need to go check that out. Um, I'll leave her links in the show notes for you, but she has a beautiful Oracle deck, which I'm so excited. Mine is already on the way to me. I didn't get it yet when I'm recording this at least, but I'll get it soon. So anyway, Brittany is a trailblazing light worker, psychic medium, hairstylist, and empowerment coach for female entrepreneurs, and and she's 99% unicorn, for real. So Brittany is known for her spiritual truth-telling style and her ability to make women feel beautiful inside and out. Her mission is to inspire women to create a soul-filled life that's full of purpose, passion, and peacefulness. In this episode, Brittany and I talk about so many things. Brittany shares her journey and how she really stepped more into her spiritual gifts and her calling and how you too can shine your light even brighter. So much gold in this episode. You are going to absolutely love it. Make sure that you tag me on Instagram when you listen at The Spiritual Boss Babe. Go check out the show notes so that you know where to connect with Brittany before you jump off of the podcast. And if you love this episode, please let me know by leaving a review on iTunes and telling me what you love about it. So without further ado, let's welcome Brittany onto the show. Welcome, Brittany. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I can't wait for what we're going to dive into. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I have a feeling that pure magic is about to be made here. Yeah, especially when two unicorn soul sisters get together. <laughs> yes, like pink-haired unicorns unite! <laughs> Yeah. So I would love for you to share a little bit. I know like, well, from what I have read about you and what I know of you, since we haven't fully connected yet, which I'm super excited about, that you've been into spirituality and like Oracle cards and all the magical things for a while. I would love to hear your journey of that. Like what got you into all of this light worker, mystical woo stuff. A lot of people listening to the podcast are either people that um, are wanting to come out of their spiritual closet or have already done it and are wanting to strengthen their gifts. And I feel like you're the perfect person to like dive into this with. 
Oh man, such a great conversation. I absolutely know the terror of being stuck in the spiritual closet. I grew up, I mean, I live in Texas, y'all. Like, come on, you know, <laughs> like being a rainbow unicorn psychic hairdresser is a little bit weird, y'all, you know? So like people are just kind of like, what is, what are you? Where, what planet did you come from? And, you know, to share how I got into this, I, I was that star shape that I had to put into a square box and I've always beat to my own drum ever since I came into this planet and I um, followed my heart to become a hairdresser because I needed that type of empowerment because I didn't love myself. So I thought if I can make people look good on the outside, maybe that is enough. And that led me on a long journey of being with women, thousands of women over the last 14 years behind the chair. And I have learned that highlights happen in the hair, but confidence is a choice that we make in the heart. And it really boils down to letting go of all the past pain and the old beliefs and the shitty labels that we've acquired over time. And I needed that source of empowerment. So I went from being in the spiritual closet, being super afraid, totally like, I don't know my mission. Like, why, why am I even here wanting to commit suicide? Like, I absolutely know the darkest of the dark days. And honestly, it was drugs and a near-death experience that uh, kind of brought me to this realization that life short and we have to make the most of our time here so um, over the last I would say decade now I've been exploring consciousness through plant medicine hypnosis and um, different philosophies like Zen philosophies like just living a more peaceful life and um, that has led me to step out from behind the chair at my hair salon and start teaching online. You, I mean, you know the path, like some called us yeah. to share our message online because we can only work with one client. I think you did personal training. We can mm -hmm. only do one client at a time. And, and when you have a very powerful message to help empower people, wake them up, like bring light and love to the moment, then I think, you know, we just, the world deserves to hear that. And so I had to get over my own fear of getting on camera or showing up or sharing my message or speaking my truth, even coming from, you know, a small country town called Farmersville. So, um, I, I am in this position now where I've been able to lead women to step out from, um, the fear that stops them from shining bright. And that led me to create an online course called shine school, an Oracle deck called shine from the inside. I'm all about shining. Okay. It. Like letting your sparkle magic just out into the world. That's so awesome. I love everything that you're doing. Thank you. And, and I'm so excited to chat with you. I feel like you will get it and we will like, let's do this together. Let's empower the world. And this conversation needs to be had and, and shown that women can be supportive and loving of each other. Yeah, totally. And I can totally relate with some of your journey too. Like I started with helping people uh, doing makeup artistry and doing makeup, like helping women like build confidence. And like, that was my kind of intention then it eventually led into all the other things. So it's interesting to hear your story. So when you were coming out of that like dark phase in your life and found healing through plant medicine and all of that stuff, like what did that part of your journey look like? Did you know, like at that, like, I guess, wake up call moment, did you know, like, oh, I have a message to share or was it like, oh, I have work to do on myself because like, what was, do you remember like exactly like how that panned out for you? Yeah. I, I definitely didn't have a message in the moment of, um, waking up and, tr and that trans 
transformation, like it's always growing and evolving. So it's hard to say that transformation stops, but like that coming to consciousness where you're like, Oh, I'm aware of what's happening right now. You know, I mean, it's always happening. Change, transformation, growth is always going on, whether you're aware and paying attention or not. So I think for me coming to the consciousness of, of recognizing like I'm doing this to myself. I'm the one talking shit on the inside. I'm the one holding myself back. No one in the is doing this and to come to that realization took my mom almost dying from a a stroke she was paralyzed could no longer speak and you know I I wasn't even in a good relationship with with her at that time and that just woke just stopped all the bullshit it was like oh my god what are we doing we're fighting over because I want to be an adult and you can't let go like I get that I get that progression but like why are we wasting any time like not getting along because of it we just want to love each other and I feel like witnessing my mom almost dying and recovering miraculously recovering like love and Led Zeppelin healed my mom okay wow. like, playing, like playing Led Zeppelin all the time and just being a source of love like no judgment no expectation just in the room and just love her well she couldn't even talk so what are you gonna do like all you can do is love her and so I witnessed my mom like transform and have to fucking fight really hard to learn how to walk again and to learn how to talk and to just like memories and all the things I mean she was birthed again literally she was like having an infant as a mother for a short period it was literally a rebirth so I watched my mom rebirth not because I not because we chose that it was something that the divine was like oh you don't want to wake up on your own here let me offer you some experiences so I witnessed my mom go through that but sometimes it's not enough just to see something like that really make the change and so the universe was like okay you stubborn bitch here you go (laughs) about you get trapped on in Colorado and almost die with your husband and his mom like okay let's try that scenario so in that moment that was that final turning point where I was like oh my god something's happening here my voice is my inner voice is talking to me I'm about to die but I know every single step I need to take to save us to move the car around to you know, like to do everything to not die from the mountain lion that's about to attack my husband. Oh like my God. it was the craziest, most out of control experience. And sometimes, and I always say now, please, th- this is a message now I didn't have then. Don't wait for trauma to make a change. Mm-hmm. Your inner voice is nudging you. Your physical body is playing in for reasons that you're not, that you're neglecting. And that's what my mom, she ignored that she was bleeding for six months and went in for a hysterectomy, an emergency hysterectomy and had a stroke on the table. I was ignoring my intuition that I needed to find better balance in my self-care and witnessing my mom go through that, almost dying on this mountain, finally woke me up to that inner voice. I'm like, oh my gosh, like something guided me and I don't know what and I don't know how and putting all the puzzle pieces back together I look at the movies that I watched growing up like The Craft Tea Witch I'm like (laughs) Wizard of Oz I'm like oh my god the message has been there all along like we are that source of power and magic and so it kind of just tied all the dots together like I've always beat to my own drum I've known things that I didn't know how I knew and once my intuition started loudly yelling at me which she usually whispers that's why it's hard to hear over go yelling at us when she finally yelled at me I was like oh my gosh like there there's a lesson to be learned here and that's all I kept saying like, there's a lesson here there's a lesson here and finally we got back from the trip 
And we were paleo at the time and we were really into fitness because my husband and I have lost 175 pounds together. We both were well overweight. And so we went on this paleo journey that led us to plant-based and um, we've been plant-based for the last seven and a half years. But during that paleo time, it was right when just kicking off, like we need to create a recipe book. No one's doing it besides paleo. OMG. I don't know if you, if you're into that or know anything about it, but she was like the only one. So we go to the bookstore and I'm like, let's do some research. Let's look for recipe books and stuff. And all of a sudden I hear turn around in my inner voice. And that was the same fucking phrase I heard on the mountain, which I ignored. So I was like, done, you got it. Because on that mountain, Steph, I vowed. I was like, I swear, I will always follow my internal voice and my inner GPS because the external one led me on a mountain that was not a road. Mm. And so I heard turn around, I turned around and Sonia Choquette's book, Trust Your Vibes, was on the bookshelf. And I grabbed it right, it was rainbow. So I was like, yes. And now looking back, I was all peace signs flower power rainbows like were you like a hippie child growing up like um I was always like into like colorful artistic things but I think yeah come out more later on than it was back then yeah I see like I feel like we all have the truth with I mean we all have the truth always but we forget it for a long period of time and Mm -hmm. I feel like just looking back to childhood everything that I used to do that I was interested in my own natural skills and talents like I'm utilizing them now Mm -hmm. and I would have never known like oh my gosh I was like a Joan of Arc over here I was born for this I was made for this I've been practicing this my whole life unknowingly you know um, yeah that was the biggest wake-up call for me was almost dying and having that internal voice be like, okay, turn left here, push the car here, roll down the window, tell your mother-in-law to shut the and drink vodka. Like, I mean, you know, like it was literally every single step was guided moment to moment to moment. And I remember wow. praying and I wasn't religious at that time. I went through a, grew up religious, met my partner, asked a lot of questions and I was like, mm, I don't know anymore. And so yeah. I, I was kind of in that phase of exploration and I'm open and I'm curious, but I don't really know. And I started praying. And after I reflected, I was like, why did I just pray? Like, how did I, why did I feel like there was something bigger that could help? help. And I just kept asking for help, which I later learned that asking for help is the first step in manifesting anything. And so mm-hmm. I certainly asked for help like you wouldn't believe that night and it changed my life. And so now I'm on a mission to teach people to listen to their own internal voice and just have the courage to step outside the comfort zone past fear, because that's where the magic and the, the freedom lies. Yes. So true. So is that like, what is, is that something that you walk people through in, I guess, your programs as well, like this whole shifting of the mindset, but like moving through fear and, and tapping into your spiritual gifts, essentially? Yeah, absolutely. And, and most importantly, self-love, because I mm. find that we are the hardest on ourselves. So confidence, if you don't have confidence, how are you going to come out of the spiritual closet and say, like, I can talk to dead people and help heal your pain? Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a lot, you know? So you have to be comfortable with yourself and build a healthy relationship with your ego. It's not to kill it and say, but like, that's there to be a part of you. And I believe in holistic um, and a holistic approach to life. And we have to accept our darkness. And so Shine School was ultimately developed because I was saying the same thing over and over to every client 
client that sat in my hair chair. And I realized like, oh, there's a process. There's a system to self-love. And it starts with like really being honest with yourself and, and, and having that awareness. One of the first things I say is on a scale of one to 10, how much do you love yourself? Mm-hmm. Automatically, you know, if you're not very good at it or I'm doing pretty good, I'm learning. And that just creates that awareness to have the conversation of, well, why are you beating yourself up? What are those mm-hmm. negative labels that you hold that you're carrying around that maybe your ex-boyfriend or that shitty mean girl in high school said to you that you're believing as truth, but you know it's not. So for me, it's all about people to strengthen their self-image and their confidence so that they can go out and be a light worker, that they can have the courage to stand up and be the only one shining their light bright in a world full of dark, crazy motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's, it takes courage and if you don't have the confidence and you don't believe in yourself and, and you don't develop that worth and uh, it's, it's going to be almost impossible to, to serve that, you know, real spiritual mission. Yeah. So true. Do you find the that love people who you want to punch in the face? You know, that's, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it does. It truly does. Cause there are definitely some people that you might really want to punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you find that some people like don't even realize all of the things that are going on? Like when it comes to self-love, like all of the, I guess the limiting ways that they view themselves and how do you help them discover what's in the way? Like personally, I like getting little, little tidbits from people and like their little process. Yeah, you know, really, it's just about listening to the way that they speak and what they're saying. That's an instant window into their mind. And I mean, psychic helps, which is a really nice, you know, add on, which comes in time in the in the process, you know, we all have this gift. But in the beginning, it's really just about opening up your listening and and going, how do they frame things? Are they speaking in negative? I mean, you know, with NLP, are they Mm -hmm. using negative patterns when they say like, it's not possible, or I can't or like, are they viewing life? with a positive mindset like you know maybe it's not happening right now but I see that I'm one day going to be able to do this like most people aren't framing their reality in a positive projection of like gratitude for the moment and here's what I want for the future most of it's either stuck in the past or worry or self-doubt and so Mm -hmm. I'm just listening for those cues like how are you talking about yourself and where are you limiting yourself because some people are very good at manifesting in one area and they're like pro got it but when it comes to relationships the way that they speak and the negative phrases that they use like well you're keeping them away with the words that you're saying Mm -hmm. so it's really just about listening like how are they framing their reality and if they're talking shit about themselves like I'm going to call them out real quick like hey girl let's talk about that yeah. Why are we saying, you know, like, mm, would you talk to, like, would you call your friend that? No. And when you have that, it just, it doesn't have to be some fancy, like, you know, swish pattern or anything. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is just call a friend out and be like, yo, why are you talking to yourself like that? And I think that's enough to give people permission to realize like, oh man, I should, this isn't right. Like, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. And then it allows you to create a different, better story. Absolutely. And, and most people don't like get stuck in the negative and that fear and that doubt is so overwhelming that they don't even activate their creative imagination to come up with that positive solution. So having a friend that's got your back mm. call you on that bullshit will help you to also like, well, okay, you say this isn't possible, but let's come up with like some reasons why it could be possible or, or a solution. Like I'm just so at this point in my life, I've been reprogrammed enough. Uh, my husband's a, a hypnotist. So, oh, I'm, nice. so yeah, I'm so lucky to have like a coach that I'm married 
too. <laughs> you know, so um, I've done so much reprogramming that I can only see things for the positive now because like it feels better yeah. and no one's really been given the tools to do that. And I think when you can just listen to someone and if they have any kind of negative whatever about themselves, like give them an opportunity to say, you know, I see that you like feel this way about it, but have you ever considered maybe yeah, you know, this option? And I feel like that really just helps to paint a new picture and a new reality for people. Totally. Offering a different perspective because what you're focusing on, I mean, it's going to expand in some way or another. I think that's so cool that your husband is a hypnotherapist too. Do you guys do like things together with what you're doing? All the time. And um, I, I... a thousand percent attribute the work that we've done with hypnosis and mushrooms like those are the two most powerful tools that i have come across um near-death experience sure but i'm not going to ask for anyone to get themselves into that you know like that's only if you're really fucking stubborn so like (laughs) like if you know there's things you want to heal or change like use different modalities, you know, there's different modalities that are starting to emerge that are very powerful and um i think hypnosis is one of those things that scares people because they're like, I'm going to lose control. Like, no, you're actually going to finally have control. Yeah. Hypnosis is nothing more than like a relaxed trance state, kind of like a deep meditation where someone is usually guiding you to accepting a new, more empowering story in a nutshell. Yeah, 100%. And it's, and it's so funny because when we first started dating 14 years ago, he said, Hey, can I hypnotize you? And I was like, hell yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Let's yeah. do it. And so I remember sitting on his mom's couch and he's like counting backwards and blah, blah, blah. And I remember opening my eyes after it was all done. Now I realized like, what did you do? Why are we still together? What did you say? In that? <laughs> what pattern did you say in that time? But it doesn't matter. I opened my eyes and I said, I don't, I don't know if that worked. And he goes, well, how do you feel? And I said, I feel really relaxed. And he goes, well, it's mind and body relaxation. So it worked. And I was like, I thought I'm supposed to like quack like a duck or something. <laughs> like, no, honey, that's stage hypnosis. Like this is like transformative, like relaxation therapy. And I'm like, okay. And he mm. got into it because his mom was an alcoholic and he wanted to find a way to help her heal wow. so much of her own trauma and her pain that she had experienced in her lifetime. So he was trying to find some kind of modality and he had studied psychology in college and computer science. So he's like, computers the mind or the physical ones like he wants to program them you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so he was trying to find modalities that worked and he had read a study that hypnosis has a like a 96% success rate after six sessions versus like a super low success rate with like talking therapy Mm -hmm. um, or I don't even psychiatrist whatever I don't even know I don't you know like I found other modalities but um, their success rate after years of um, consistency was such a low success rate and so he wasn't in it to like he says, I don't want a client more than six times because, like, yeah. you can get it done. Get you know? it done. I don't and want people coming back. Yeah, I don't want people yeah. coming back. This isn't, like, forever. This is, let's get it and go. Once you've, once you've um, gotten the lesson, you can let go of the tool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's been really cool for how we've been able to use it. It started that way. And then fast forward, I almost died. And I went to a psychic and was like, what the hell's happening to me? My brain, it's talking to me. She's like, honey, are you intuitive? I was like, it told me to come here. Like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. And I brought Chris with me to the second appointment because she blew my mind. And he sits down and she looks at him and goes, 
you need to get back into hypnosis, specifically past life regression. Wow. Okay. So that was enough to spark his curiosity and we got back into it. And I watched him study and go through so much training through Gerald Kine and like all these incredible Gil Boyne, like all these amazing badass, like old school dudes. And I was drawn to it because, um, Gerald Kine is all about doing metaphysical hypnosis. And I was like, sure, hold on. I want to be a part of the chakras, psychic abilities, astral yeah. projection. Wait, Tell what is this? Let me, yeah. wait, wait, what is this called? <laughs> exactly. So I sat my little ass down in class and was like, all right, tell me some more. And so that's when our paths kind of crossed together because he's all like man, dude, analytical, Aquarius, science, (laughs) you know, and I'm like rainbows and kittens and unicorns and I'm seeing numbers everywhere, you know, and he's like, okay, babe. And we kind of met in the middle when I was like, wait, you can use your skills and talents to make mine better. Like, let's fucking do it. And so that's where really all the exploration has happened, you know, connecting to guides and Akashic records and all the cool things you can get yourself into that you and past lives that you might be like, I'm skeptical. What the fuck are you talking about? Because I was, I'm like past lives. I don't know about all that, but after you've gone through and experienced and realized why you don't want children in this life, because one died as a young child in a past, like you get it. You realize Mm. like, Oh, I'm crazy because I've experienced that even though I haven't in this life. And it may sound really weird, but once you've gone through the experience and you know how real that is and why you don't want kids, like that's, that was the biggest one for me. I'm like, wow. Okay. Thanks. Like I'm, I'm not here to, to birth children. I'm here to be a mother to the world and offer love to all, you know, so mm-hmm. that's very, really powerful. Yeah. It was so healing for me and forgiveness therapy. I've done so much self forgiveness. That's when I realized like I'm the hardest person on myself. Like yeah, my uncle called me Brickney when I was eight, so I developed a belief that I was fat. Yeah, my mom was kind of fucking crazy, but she w- she meant well, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. my stepdad was whatever, what you know. Like I went through all the forgiveness through other people, but it was me that the most transformative work happened when I put yeah. my year old self in the chair and was like, "Okay, why were you so angry?" That's what I asked her, and she said, "Because I had so much love to give and no one to give it to." Mm-hmm. And that's when I just bawled, and I was like, "Oh my god, I was trying to give it to." every boy that would sleep with me instead of giving it to myself like what am I doing and that's when I realized even my partner who loves me dearly uh can't give me that love that I was seeking and so that's when self-love really clicked I'm like it's called self-care and self-love because no one's going to give it to you but you yeah. so no other person can complete you with that love that you're that you're searching for I, that's the mission I'm on is to yeah. help fill that hole that people are thinking is found in the physical found in other mm-hmm. beings or anything else aside from their own choice and recognition of their divinity and their fucking power Damn. that is so powerful <laughs> i can so relate like i love what you said about forgiveness because um i actually have had different perspectives on forgiveness especially since going through some shit recently and um like I was always one to be like, Oh, you know, forgiveness, like you got to forgive to let go. You got to forgive the other person. Da, 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 da. But like, I kind of have a little bit of a different perspective on that now where it's like, actually, I feel like the most important thing around forgiveness is to forgive yourself and just do the work on yourself. And then it kind of takes care of the other things. Like, especially for people who were victimized by like abuse or something like I don't know. I think it could sometimes even be 
more painful in certain experiences to try to forgive another person if you're not ready. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, forgiveness is in time. You know, that was my 19 year old self and I was like 30 something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it just takes time. And so I can't say like something can happen right away and just be like, okay, forgive them, let it go. Like you either have to be really practiced and developed in that high level of awareness to where, you know, none of it has anything to do with trying to harm you or victimize you. It's just mm -hmm. to help your growth. And like it unfolds in ways that it unfolds that we can't control, but all we have is control of ourselves. And if we don't have yeah. that kind of personal responsibility and self-control, then um, we're, we're going to be stuck in that victim game until we finally realize like, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm tired of giving my power mm -hmm. away. And that's when you forgive yourself for allowing that to drain you for so fucking long exactly. you're like okay like it, it drained me in the moment why did I keep carrying it with me for years so um I think everyone deserves to be mad as fuck in the moment like <laughs> just to, to, to recognize anger is representing something's unfair and to, yeah life is open your eyes it's unfair holy crap you know what I mean yeah. but only for a minute you know emotions are energy and motion like feel it and then heal it and then move on but sometimes it takes time especially like grief something like that I mean mm -hmm. not, you can't ask someone to grieve and be over it tomorrow like that doesn't happen so forgiveness is one of those 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 dirty emotions like that you know like grief that you're like I need a minute with this one yeah and I think that's okay <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to be perfect and healed all the time. Like it's a part of like all of the journey. I'm talking about being holistic. It's about like those downtimes. Like if you're always up and always positive, my God, like <laughs> we need some contrast, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's for me, it's just about not allowing you to be on those contrasts for so long where you're an extreme. For me, I was an anger. was my extreme. And for me coming back to a center of peace just allows me to go, down when I need to go down and bring myself back or be excited and joyful and come back to a center of peace, you know? So it's really just about finding what is that balance for you. And, it, and that takes practice. No one's teaching that in school. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So life experiences will help teach that. You can't rush it, you know? Yeah. And the magic is really in the journey and learning the lessons. Absolutely. That's the whole point. It's not the, de it's not the destination. I always say the joy is written in the journey. If you like look at it, it's like J-O-Y, the journey. Like it's mm. the beginning and the end. It's like all the middle stuff that is I really love that. Right? Like that for me, that was a big epiphany one time. And I was like, yeah, like it isn't about the end goal because I've hit end goals. I was on mm. TV. I, I was practicing my manifesting and I was like I want to be on TV for my hair for my hair blah 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 you know I'm like to be this hairstylist and I um, got this opportunity and I was so excited we did all the visualization techniques like I was prepared for this moment and I'm nervous I'm excited I'm like whoa I'm sweating and I look at my husband and I say hey babe uh I'm getting freaked out I'm kind of nervous like give me some advice and he said babe just be yourself and I said but that's too easy. And then I realized, oh my God, one, I'm making it too hard on myself. Mm. Like all I have to do is just be here. And two, as soon as it was over, I was on to the, now what? Now what's next? And yeah. so you're always going to be saying, now what's next when you accomplish any goal, whether it be small or a really big one that takes many years to get to. It's always now what's next. So if we can look back at all of our accomplishments and realize that that just, we keep, growing and expanding we don't stop and go oh I'm satisfied with this goal this is great let's just stop but like we don't do that so yeah. it's always what's next so if that's the case then we have to find joy in the journey because 
I had a client that bought a freaking Ferrari, like $250,000 car. And I said, how long that joy lasts you? And she said about a month. Wow. Um, $250,000 for a month. That's expensive joy, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So we have to be able to cultivate that at all times with the simplest stuff, not this. Yeah. So what are, what are some ways that you cultivate joy in the journey? Good question, man. Like I think just that it comes for me personally, it comes down to my belief that everything is happening in divine timing, that I'm always exactly where I need to be. So I can have faith and acceptance and surrender to the moment instead of resisting mm-hmm. it. I think people who resist it suffer. I mean, that that's the Zen philosophy. You know, you, when you accept what is you end suffering. And so for me, I think having this idea at the at the core of all of the way that I approach and witness life, I think really helps to bring me unlimited amounts of joy. Even if my mom's going to have a stroke, did I feel that way then? No. But when my grandmother passed, sure, I felt grief, but I was so joyous the entire time because I know that this is exactly how it's supposed to happen. This, you know, like I'm not fighting it. And so I think not fighting what is, is the first step to really finding this simple joy in life you know I mean I think that is the first practice I I could say like I'm I I find so much joy in nature just like being outside having no agenda like I find joy in colors like you know I think we can all find personal joy in in different things that invoke that within us but for us of all people I think really just being able to accept the moment as it is and not trying to change it helps to bring the joy. If you can focus, like if I always try to find one good thing in every moment, even if I'm standing in line at Chipotle, like 18 people deep, I try to find the joy and like folk, like that's, I'm telling you, I'm reprogrammed. Like where's, where's the one positive thing that I can focus on instead of judging other people. I find the one positive thing I can compliment them on Mm. or more, you know what I mean? But like Mm -hmm. it's, for me, when I judge myself, I would instantly find the thing I can judge about them so I would feel better. Obviously, that's how we all operate in, until we start to build our own self-confidence. And now what I've done is now I search for that beautiful thing. Like, what's that thing that you can tell they put a lot of energy and effort into that they that they love about themselves or, mm-hmm. or something that's genuinely like stands out to me that for whatever reason. So that's, for me, it helps me to, instead of judgment, choose joy and when I'm interacting with other people. I love that. That's an easy, like tangible thing to do. Yeah. And I think if you can start to refocus and reframe to find the good in like complimenting someone instead of judging them, like that's going to translate to so many different areas of life and, and help you to build that practice over time, especially because mm-hmm. we, <laughs> we cross paths with a lot of people, you know? So what was that? You can we cross paths with a oh, lot yeah. of people. So like it gives you a lot of, go sit in the mall and find a compliment about every person that walks by. <laughs> You'll train yourself to like find the good stuff, you know? So you have to basically train yourself to look for the joy instead of looking for the negative. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to focus on the negative because it's like blaring us in the face sometimes, you know? But yeah. It's you just have to search for the silver lining. Yeah. It's definitely a practice for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think not beating yourself up when you like fuck shit up in practicing. And like, I remember standing in line, I got impatient and I snapped at the Hobby Lobby cashier and went home and did my gratitude journal. I was like, damn it. 
I was such a dick. That wasn't loving, like <laughs> not a spiritual move. And you know what? Instead of beating myself up, I was like, noted. I will be extra nice to the next cashier that I see because she didn't deserve that. And so yeah. it just allows me to be better again tomorrow. You know, like I reflect, mm-hmm. I don't beat myself up. Like, how can I show up better? Or should I have done yoga before I open my emails? Yes, I will do that tomorrow. You know what I mean? Instead of yeah. like, God, I'm an idiot. I can't believe I didn't do this right. Like we're going to fuck up all the time. I failed mm-hmm. my way to success, y'all. Like, okay. So I just learned lessons along the way. Yeah. How long have you had your business, your now business with Shine oh, School? I was going to say, um, I've been in business since I was six. Like I just was destined to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Both my parents are entrepreneurs, so I, I don't, I didn't know any other way. But my current online business, I believe I launched Shine School in 2016. So I, I think we're going on our fourth year this year, which wow. is really exciting. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And the Shine Tribe Sisterhood Facebook group that I have, similar to your community, um, I started about four years ago. I think we'll celebrate, maybe we just celebrated our fourth birthday in this, like the spring. Um, so yeah, it's all about that time frame. Maybe the fifth birthday is coming up this year because I feel like Shine School came a year after, you know, asking mm. questions, where are yeah. you stuck? What do you need help with? Um, and then that led to the Shine from the Inside Oracle deck that I worked on for about two That's years. That's so can't, exciting. Can't rush those projects. <laughs> I've always thought about doing an Oracle card deck. I mean, it's still kind of in the realm of my you know, thoughts. I think that's so cool that you actually did that. Well, I will say it was worth the effort and the work and and just to hear how it is like transforming people's lives. I took all of the lessons that I teach in Shine School and put it into an Oracle deck because I realized just creating a a course that will guide you to love yourself and break free of fear and like manifest your wild and crazy dreams that's not enough people don't people don't value their self-care if they're if they're those that are stuck right so I'm like Mm -hmm. I've got to find a better way to get into people's daily routine it's not enough to just know like yeah I need to take care of myself you have to take the action and so for me I looked at my life and I was like what self-care ritual have I done for the last consistent years tarot cards reading Mm -hmm. oracle cards journaling like oh my gosh so if that's been my thing that I won't, I'll skip yoga, I'll skip meditation, I'll skip some of the other like, you know, salt baths and I'll skip some of that stuff. I will never skip reading my cards in the mm. in like seven years. Wow. It's just been like, maybe you, I think I started in 2012 and there's not a day that I've skipped. I have journals and journals from day one of writing down like, how does this make me feel? What does this card mean to me? Like how, mm. can I, how does it show up in my life? And so that's been my thing. So I thought, well, why not take my love of the woo-woo stuff? and like create a a deck about empowerment and self-care so that people can start making um, daily time to love on themselves. And if you have a beautiful deck with like powerful messages, like people will be inspired to pick it up. And I think that's been the most rewarding part is um, knowing that it is a tool that people are saying, hey, I, I pulled a card every day this week and I followed through on the prompt. Like, Yes. Like that's all I want is just people to commit to taking care of themselves. I watched my mom almost die because of it. I was overweight and unhealthy and work life was out of balance because of it. So now that I've got my shit together, I'm like, okay, ladies, let's do this. Let's be a team. Let's do this together. Like, and we all have that potential and I see it in every single beautiful soul that I come across. It's just getting them to see it for themselves. So true. So how do you uh, like teach people? I'm like trying to look up your Oracle cards now too to see how cute they are. Um, 
Oh, you have them with you? Oh, so I'll cute. I'll so pull people, a card for you too. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. So those people, those of you listening, definitely look up. Uh, well, I'll share your links too before we end this. But what is your card deck called? Shine. Shine from the inside oracle.com. Shine from the inside oracle.com. Oh, and you can even do a virtual card pull on there. <laughs> I would love to know. Really? What, yeah, I would love to know what you get. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do it right now, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'll have to let me know. But that's so cool. So you have this along with your shine school and for people that are like new to, or do you get a lot of people that are new to Oracle stuff or literally every single mix? person is like, what do I, what, what do I do with this? So it's, it's really, I made it in a very approachable way so that people who had no idea about it and maybe were afraid, like, does this go against my religion? Like, I don't know. Like, is this like woo woo stuff? Like, what is this? I wanted to make mm-hmm. it so beautiful that I even have eight year olds that use it. I mean, there's a couple badass you know, <laughs> words in there or whatever. But, um, I, I've had so many moms share it and bring their kids into their self-care rituals, seeing like girls do yoga with their mom or meditate with their mom or like journal. It's just like been the most beautiful thing. So even children can use it. So I wanted to make it super easy and approachable to like kind of crack open that magical side of themselves. That's so awesome. And mm. uh, that's so good. Cause this is one of my tools too, that I love to do daily. I love, like I have so many different decks on my desk right now (laughs) and I go through phases of like one deck that I use more than the other but I pull cards pretty much almost daily also I've gone through phases where I didn't but it's just it it like sets the tone for the day for me a lot of times and it kind of shows me like the theme of the day or the focus of the day or like where my energy's at or whatever what messages I need to hear so I agree it's a really powerful tool yeah. I love that you use it. I feel like if you, if you use it so much and you've been called to create a deck, like, do you have a theme? Like, is there something that's been inspiring? You? Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. There's, um, well, my theme was, um, everyday magic mm-hmm. and to create it basically kind of how you were saying, like literally just share lessons and positive, like empowering statements that, um, kind of like affirmations, but like a message for the day Yeah, that helps you tap into your magic. I love that. I so whether it's like, it. yeah, yeah, no, I've been looking into it. It's not a project I'm ready to work on right at this moment, but I, I definitely understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never created a physical product. So it was for me, it was like, okay, digital, I can, I can do that, but because I'm in control of it, you know, but trying to bring on a printer and this and, and an artist and it was, it definitely was a lot. It was one of the biggest, one of the biz, biggest projects I've ever done, but it's also like a really awesome passive tool if we're talking business, you know what I mean? So once you do the work, it'll be worth it. I mean, long-term, like I'll be empowering women for the rest of my life. And I have a product that can physically get gifted to someone, you know, if you can't really gift an online like course where it feels like, you know, like my love language is gifts. So I'm like, I love tangible, pretty, Mm -hmm. like, and I'm a Libra. I'm a Libra too. That's what I do with my pendants. What? What day are you? Um, the 18th. Of October. I'm yes. the 13th of October. Nice. Libra power. Well, this makes yeah. total sense. Even no more. wonder I've been so drawn to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool with the Oracle deck, though. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to talk more about that. But I, I want to dive into, because you mentioned before, 
and I wanted to get back to this, um, how hypnosis and plant medicine really led you to like your like major healing expansion work. And I've had a similar journey with that as well, where I got really into EMDR therapy at first, then that led me to hypnosis, then that led me to plant medicine. And it's like those tools really opened me up to coming out of my spiritual closet way more and understanding what my purpose was, or rather understanding that I am my purpose and living it out. So I, and I talk about plant medicine sometimes on my podcast. A lot of people have, a lot of guests have shared about it. And I would love to hear your experience with plant medicine, what it's done for you, um, and anything else you want to share around that regarding your purpose. And for those who are listening who are unfamiliar with plant medicine, we're talking about um, things like ayahuasca or mushrooms or psychedelics used for the purpose of healing and expansion, not used like recreationally, like for the hell of it, there's a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was fascinating because I had never, I, I looked like a party girl, but I never messed with anything like substances of any kind. And it was about 2010, 2011. Um, I believe we watched a Joe Rogan pot, like stand up and he kept talking about mushrooms. And I said to my partner, wow, you know, I, I've never wanted to do anything, but I always had this feeling if I did, it would be that. And he kind of just was like, well, let's go on that journey. Let's figure this out. And so um, I will cut all of that story out, getting to the experience. I looked at a picture of my husband and I from our engagement session. We had gone out into nature and I had asked him all these different questions. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? Where do we learn that from? What did our, how did our appearance influence? I, I asked a million questions and he had the answer to every single thing. And when we came back in from that experience, I looked at this picture of us on the wall and I said, who are those people? The, that's not who we are. We don't eat animals. We don't do this. We don't blah, blah, blah. We should be smoking pot, blah, blah, blah. Like all these things that had never crossed our mind or were even in the realm of conversation. And after that first session wore off, like we didn't stop eating bacon the next day for breakfast, but now looking back over time, like puzzle pieces started coming together. And I said, if we ever were going to, you know, try cannabis, let's make sure it's from someone we love and trust. And oh my God, a month later, Chris's mom offers it. I'm like, what in the world? And I told her I've never done this. I was like 25 years old. I'm like, I've never done this. And she said, are you kidding me? Yeah, right. You guys, like, are you kidding me? So we, it came to us at a very late time in our life because we had to go through, uh, I think, feeling all of the pain and all of the trauma that we experienced in our life from um, our our individual childhood, uh, us getting together and going through Chris almost dying in a motorcycle accident. Like I think we had to be present and really feel it so that we could be teachers and healers on the other side. So we didn't have coping mechanisms at all. We didn't drink, we didn't do anything. And so it really came into our life at a time where we were ready for that next level breakthrough that isn't provided any other way. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, after that, things just started to shift, uh, naturally. Like I said, I didn't like stop eating animals, but documentaries started showing up more information started showing up. And now looking back, like 
we don't even look like those people that were in the picture now. And so it's just wild to see how that showed us a future version of ourselves that we weren't currently um, choosing to be. We're very angry people, um, very judgmental people. And, um, and it was because we had been hurt and we didn't know how to heal that and, you know, transmuted into being able to understand and empathize and, and then love other people. Mm. So, I don't know. That, there's that. There's a lot of stories around plant medicine. So if you yeah. have any specific. Well, um, just like some of the biggest, about. the biggest like changes, the biggest impacts it had on your life. And the reason I just want to get into this, because I mean, I, I'm, I know a lot of people are curious about it and I'm not con- like saying for people to go out and do this. There's definitely a way to, um, a safe way to explore certain things with, you know, certain qualified shamans and whatever, what have you. Um, but I just like hearing perspective and stories of like your personal experiences so like any other like ways that it had like a big impact on your life um forever uh or anything that you want to share around that would be helpful yeah it's interesting i remember that same experience you know when i said who are like who are those people that's not us i remember telling chris like we're going to be famous and like not in the weird like ego kind of way like i have no interest in that like it looks kind of miserable honestly you know like but i kept saying like we're going to be known like we're going to be known and what's interesting is when i went to go see the psychic she said oh you two are going to be famous like you're going to be known internationally and she just starts saying i'm like I saw that on the mushrooms. Like, I know, like I saw a vision of what we were going to be doing, how we were going to be showing up and helping people and opening up healing centers for people to come and go through these experiences in a very um, loving and um, mindful way. Mm -hmm. And, um, Oh gosh, so many things. Like we stopped eating the animals. We started exploring other plant medicines. Um, we ditched friends, you know, people that we realized like didn't have our best interest. We got rid of a dog. We had this, I just told this story. We had just gotten a second dog and he was destroying our life and making my, my chihuahua's life miserable. My husband and I were yelling at each other, which we never do. And I'm like, this dog is the problem. Like he's insane. And on that experience, I said to Chris, so we have to get rid of the dog. And there was no emotional attachment. And obviously after that wore off, I cried. I can't get rid of him. I'm a terrible mom. That's so, I'm just a jerk. I can't do that. And I had to like go through the emotions again, but there was just this absolute clarity. Like you got to get rid of the dog. And I eventually got rid of the dog. It was the best thing we could have ever done. And I'm so grateful that I did, but I had just that absolute clarity, no emotions attached to it. Just like this, it is what it is. And I think that's what it's done for me every time is like taken off the mask of like all this bullshit. And what I realize is that we're all the same. We're all one. I always see the earth breathing. I'm like, whoa, like we're a part of this ecosystem. We are it. Like there's no separation besides like the labels or the thoughts that we put on it. Exactly. So I think all of that disappears, totally screws up my reality. And that makes me want to move to the woods for about two weeks. Oh my God, I totally feel you. (laughs) Like this city shit is bull, it's crap. Like they're just here for commerce. Like it's not about connection. So I don't know. It destroys my, um, 
the mask that yes that the society like has us look through it just rips Mm -hmm. it up into shreds and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh I don't want to play this game anymore like yeah like I just want to be love and peace and like can we all be harmonious (laughs) I feel like it just takes me back to like some hippie vibes I was just gonna say that yeah it makes the hippie vibes like make total sense though because it's like oh shit now I see what it's really like And it just, um, and I think that we all have access to that regardless. It's just that we have so many distractions in regular life that it's harder to see that. So this is why things like meditation are so powerful too and getting out in nature regardless. It doesn't need to be on plant medicine, but it's just like having that intention to reconnect back to all that is and know that you are part of it, like literally. Yeah, you definitely don't need those tools. Again, all roads lead to Rome. Like there's a million different tools for so many different walks of life. And um, I think that's where religion's got us all trapped up is like, we're just trying to create like a framework for this type of walk of life, y'all. But the answer is what we are one, the same, like the source. So I I don't know. It's really fascinating. I'd love to share a story about my Oracle deck. I was on a trip with some friends and, um, it was a really beautiful experience taking some plant medicine as a collective and all of us like with the intention together. And I had been like getting these psychic vibes that were very disturbing and uncomfortable about this person, this certain person. And I'm like, I, I knew this to be true, but I just always ignored it. And I don't like, Oh, it just keeps coming up. Well, on the, uh, during my dreams, like that night when I went to sleep, I had this dream of my Oracle card and there's an Oracle card where it's this woman pulling a mask off and on the mask are all these labels like fat, bitch, slut, whore, skinny, frail, like all the labels that we give ourselves because it's all about taking off all of that bullshit. And all the words were gone off the mask except for one word. And it was the exact thing that represented that person. And I was like, okay, you just, it doesn't lie. It just doesn't lie. And so although, um, we were never able to express or communicate cause it was not something that was meant to be known. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like it, it, you just learn, you just, the truth is there. And I don't know, man, it's, it's an interesting feeling to finally have that much confidence and clarity in your understanding because we self-doubt all the time the yeah. psychic told me the most skeptical people of psychics are the psychics themselves because they doubt their information they the doubt most skeptical their people yeah wow are, are the psychics themselves because they're always doubting themselves and like am i making this up and that's my first tip for anyone trying to find out is this my intuition or my ego the ego says am i making this up so whatever was said or felt or thought before that was an intuitive hit whatever so can you repeat, repeat that again Yeah. So whenever your mind says, am I making this up? Mm. Whatever thought, vision, or feeling you had before that brain kicked in and said, am I making this up? You can guarantee that was the accurate intuitive information because it's the brain that comes in and was like, wait a minute, hang on. I don't know about that's weird. How can that be true? I don't know if that's true. And so I was just, what was the thing right before that? And you can trust it. Wow. Do you have any other tips for those listening on developing your intuition or strengthening it? Like uh, yeah. Practicing listening to it? 
Yeah, I was going to say, the listening isn't the problem at this point. Everyone can fucking hear her, okay? It's the taking action. So my advice is to just start taking the action, even if it's weird, even if it's uncomfortable. Um, Because there was one time in my life where I was learning to communicate with guides. I went to the Hay House conference that um, was one of the last ones that Wayne Dyer was speaking at. And we had breaked for lunch. And I went to a crystal shop on the way to Whole Foods, of course. And in the crystal shop, I felt this grandmother's presence coming through. And this is obviously more developed intuition, right? But I want to share this story. I kept feeling like this grandmother wanted to talk, but I had never done it for people. I wasn't like Teresa Caputo, like walking up to strangers, like, Hey, your grandma's coming through. I've never done that before. Like it's typically my clients that I feel comfortable and safe with. And so I felt scared. I was like, I don't want to go disturb her. That's just weird. Like, I don't want to be that weird person. I'm just not going to do it. And I left the store And I have never regretted something more where I had a gift to share with someone and I didn't follow through because I was afraid. And that was the moment where I was like, all right, I will always follow through, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it, if I go out on a risk or or I risk myself for looking stupid or being vulnerable, like I'm willing to take that risk because if it's right, it has the potential to help somebody or to heal. And so, um, my advice is to just start taking the action, even if it's scary and you'll build that confidence over time, because what will happen is you push through that fear. You just have to do it, man. Just do it. Like Nike wasn't lying. Okay. Just <laughs> fucking do it. I don't know. I, there's no other way for me to tell you. You just three, two, one, go. All right. Yeah. That's what Chris and I teach in the elevated life is just three, two, one, go. So you just bust through and you're like, all right, I'm going to do it anyway. And if I look like an idiot, whatever. But when you, when you follow through on that intuitive hit and you call that person, they said, Oh, I was thinking about you. Or you say that thing or you gift that thing that you feel like belongs to this person and it changes their life. Like that makes you feel so good. It makes them feel so good. And you want to keep that flow going. And so it makes you curious enough to say, well, I wonder if this is my intuition. I'm going to try it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you say something like, for example, I had a client sit in my chair. I was like, I feel like your dad is showing me a carousel. Like, you know, like one of the horses and you ride the carousel and she was like, nope, no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. And she never came back to get her hair done for years. She's now coming back to me, which I find very fascinating. Um, But I thought, that much she wasn't ready for it that scared her like and sometimes people just like go into la la land if you say something magical and hear you and you're like i'm hello like are you getting it but i think that sharing that just to help you not get discouraged if you go out on a limb and someone doesn't connect or it doesn't make sense um Mm -hmm. but it really just is about practice like anything else it's a muscle like you go Mm -hmm. to the gym and you work out your biceps like if you don't if you're only doing squats your upper body ain't gonna work you know it's like your psychic muscle if you're not trusting it why would your higher self want to give you any more information if you're not using it so Mm -hmm. it's really just about following through on those small nudges and most likely i bet every single person has a small nudge internally about their physical health right everyone Mm -hmm. has some kind of like what's that thing we could be better at right everyone's got it so fucking just pick that follow through on what you've been guided to to like up your wellness game you know yeah go from there or if it's a toxic relationship or if you've been wanting to leave a job like don't don't wait for trauma to make a change like just Mm -hmm. trust the intuition and it build you'll build confidence over time yeah man like there's no pill (laughs) i know it's literally um, your, your, your psychic muscle will get stronger. Your trust in yourself will get stronger. And sometimes a lot of times it doesn't always make logical sense. Like what your never. intuition it never does. <laughs> yeah. Or like sometimes your, your mind, you won't want to believe it, 
but mm-hmm. your gut or your intuition yes. is just like yeah the truth is scary the truth yeah. is scary I just did a reading for a girl yesterday and I mean you, you could tell all over her face she knew she needed to leave that relationship and she's like I don't know I don't know I'm like mm, but you do and she, I was she's like just in something like that I can feel it that you just separated I'm like I know you know so like let's stop lying to yourself and be honest and she was finally able to feel comfortable enough to be like yeah working I am outgrowing this relationship and that's okay like but I don't want to hurt feelings and but she just didn't want to face the truth but she fucking knew it everybody I read for already knows it it's just a confirmation but people are learning to develop their own intuition and sometimes it takes that mirror or that external reflection to be like yes honey it's okay you can do that or you know like yeah. you've been thinking that for a reason we agree you know yeah totally totally feel yeah thank you so much for all of this all of these golden nuggets and magic that you've been sharing I know you have, there's so much more I feel that we can go into but it's already been like an hour I'm like oh my god I want to just keep going we'll have to um, do too I know because you taught you help people a lot with like getting their message and business out into the world too yeah I and that's it like once you have the confidence to like know who you are and know what your message is and be and be bold enough to stand up by yourself if that's what's necessary then like that's who I really want to help um empower because that's who's gonna make the change and be the difference in this world and I think um there are so many of us starting to wake up to that fact and to lead like all of us are starting to lead with love rather than with greed and I think it's it's a beautiful shift happening, but it's going to take courage for more people to stand up and to shine their light to to let people know like we're not alone, man. Like we the the hippies are here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, I pulled a card for you, and oh, nice. I. Oh, gee, well, isn't this awkward? <laughs> it's my own self portrait. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> So the message on this card says, show off your sparkle and shine from the inside. And that's exactly why I wanted to have this conversation because you are a bright shining light. And I see that. And I just love that you have the courage to show up and be that, you know, sparkly magic um, source of inspiration for people. So Aww, thank you for thank what you, you. Do. Thank you so much. I love your cards. I'm like so excited. I'm going to pick up a deck. <laughs> so. Yeah, this was so awesome, Brittany. Oh my gosh. I'm like so excited about this. So where can people find you? Where can they check out your deck, all the things, Shine School, Instagram? Yeah, so the best place would probably be just going to my website at brittanycarmichael.com. You can find the Oracle deck, Shine School, like booking tarot readings with me. Um, and if you want to hang out on social media, I'm at the world by Brit on Instagram and I'm in nine tribe sisterhood on my facebook community so um that's about it that's all I'm sh- I, I show up in those places and um it's all about creating connection just like you're a beautiful tribe and you know it's it's so wonderful to see women coming together and supporting each other so thank you for facilitating that um, totally. people are always looking for it and i every time i bring a woman in to the group or whether it be in person or online they're like i've been looking for something like this and the mm-hmm. fact that you've opened up space for that just is so such a beautiful gift and you know I just want to thank you for um doing that because none of us have to do this you know mm-hmm. like but when you bring in other people on your journey it's a, it's a beautiful noble thing so thank you for doing that for women mm-hmm. thank you so much and I, I received that <laughs> <laughs> yes <Yeah, suck it laughs> <up, sister. laughs> yeah 
Thank you. This is awesome. I will leave the show notes, um, the links in the show notes for those of you listening as well. So make sure that you check out Brittany, find out, you know, all the magic she's sharing with the world and uh, grab her Oracle deck too. I'm so excited for that. It's going to be awesome. And thank you so much again for sharing your light, your love, your soul. This was amazing. Mm, My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to part two. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.